Live from Bethesda, Maryland, I'm Ralph Quartucci. Live from Baltimore, Maryland, I'm Sean Paul Murphy. And I'm live from Baltimore, Maryland. and <laughs> <laughs> Live from my home office in Baltimore County, I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. Live from the same place, Brad Barui. Live from New York. No, I hate New York. It's Boston. Live from Boston. It's John Quattrucci. <laughs> I'm Drew, and live from Harford County, it's Tuesday night! <laughs> so our theme, we're doing a round robin before we get back in the Yippie Classic. And the one that we spun to is uh, SNL cast film. So any movie done by an SNL cast member. And as I left the podcast last week i thought immediately of the movie i wanted to bring and then my mind was flooded with the amount of cast members out there that have done films and it's unbelievable uh you know just think about the cast members robert downey jr was on in the 80s and even uh the kid from 16 candles what's his name the uh, anthony michael hall anthony michael hall Janine Garofalo, and of course joe piscopo, joe piscopo. eddie murphy he's got, he's got a couple christopher guest so Billy this Crystal. is this is bigger than the vampire one Ooh, we did this marvelous. is so we're each going to bring a film we want to talk about now i imagine oh, that could have done that yeah see you may have a couple of uh duplicates in here so i think people have you could have brought one harry met Sally. i know i know there you go boom here we go well so Too let's late. start. Okay, Is let's start. So we're gonna <laughs> skip the what you we're gonna skip the what you watch this week. So next week, Drew's wheel of uh, as Drew emailed me, we're gonna need a bigger wheel because there's gonna be a lot <laughs> on that wheel. So we might have to do. I don't know how we're gonna. The wheel might not even be able to hold that many. So we'll start with Wojo and Brad. Tell us the film, the Saturday Night Live cast member film that you'd like to talk about. Yeah, first. All right. So I chose from 1995, starring Chris Farley and David Spade, Tommy Boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you do have a DVD there in your hand? Good call. You pulling up? I don't. Oh, I, I thought you were pulling up a DVD. Oh, Tommy Boy. Okay, nope. that's a classic. Yeah, he was looking at his, his phone. Um, yeah, so Tommy Boy, I we hadn't watched it in, in a long time and watched it again yesterday. And it's, I, I still enjoy it a lot. It's Chris Farley is just, he was great. He was, he was so much, he, he was such a lovable goof. Um, and you know, he, I, I don't know. It, I, I just think that movie's a classic in my mind. Um, fat guy in line. a little suit. Housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that was the second film they Lots did together? Line. What was the and, other one? Uh, was it the Black second? Sheep. Sheep. Black Sheep. Black Sheep. I think, right. Yeah. Black Sheep. Yeah. yeah this was way um, better than that though. Yeah. yeah this is yeah. way better. And, had a good story. Had had um little fun fact. Rob Lowe was a pretty big character in it and was uncredited because he had a prior commitment to working on the stand, Stephen King's The Stand. Mm. So because of congr- contractual things, didn't get didn't get. A and he was funny. That. He was very funny in that. He was. He good. was. Yeah. yeah. There's Rob Lowe, which brings us to Wayne's World. Another. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, we, we thought that one. We, we thought, thought almost uh, that 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 just, this could go on forever. You know, I kind of considered that Farley and Spade were like a comedy team. It would have been interesting. They would have, I could have used those for the, for the buddy films. That would have been a good show for buddy films. No, that was a sad thing that Farley died. I mean, he went the blue way. It's just, it's just, uh, everybody saw it coming. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, though. I tell you, I wish Farley was still alive because I saw a recent David Spade film that on Netflix he had done for, um, you know Adam Sandler's con- company. Is that the and one with like, the woman that chases him around, or he chases? Yeah, wrong. Him? The wrong Betty, or yeah. the wrong the Missy. Wrong Missy. The wrong Missy. Oh my God! So I, bad. I just felt so sorry for the screenwriter because he was—he probably thought he had written an AIDS list, you know, studio feature, and everyone turns it down. Then it's like, oh, Adam Sandler's company. Well, it'll be a Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah, Patty Gilmore. And then it's like, oh. Sandler's not going to do it himself. They're going to, oh, they're going with. That's how much Sandler David thought of Spade. it. Yeah, you'll yeah. have his buddy Spade do it. Well, that's yeah. sad because those two, Farley and Spade, would have been, you know, Laurel and Hardy. It would have been. I could, think they yeah. would have they been, been a great yeah. Yeah. They movie. were great Chris, together. Chris Farley yeah. on yeah. SNL was just, yeah. when he did the. Um, the motivational the speaker. The motivational guy. speaker. <laughs> yeah. I'm living in a van down by the river. <laughs> I liked his 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 one he did where he played the guy interviewing movie stars and he oh, remember yeah. that movie yeah. when you 
and his uh, thing Paul with uh, remember when Howard, you were in that band, the, the Beatles. That was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome. But then him his and first Patrick sketch, Swayze. His first sketch, his first sketch in Saturday Night Live was uh, the Chippendales dancer with. That's uh, it. That was his first one. That was his first one. That was one of the best sketches. And I mean, that was laid bare. I mean, he's out there with that big belly just dancing. It was great. That was a great. All right, we got to keep this going. Otherwise, it was good. Good call. I like the first ten minutes. First ten minutes. I want you. What? What's yours? I picked The Wedding Singer, Uh-oh. 1998. I, I'm not a huge Adam Sandler movie fan. I kind of run hot and cold. You know, I like some of his stuff. I don't like some of his other stuff. The absolute one that I love is The Wedding Singer. I mean, he plays a wedding singer named Robbie, who's engaged to the wrong person who leaves him at the altar. And Drew Barrymore, whom I don't think can do a bad role. Just always really good at what she does. She plays Julia Sullivan, and she's she's adorable. And oh, god, adorable in that movie. (laughs) Your name's Julia Julia. That's funny. Why? Uh, It just is. (laughs) But um, it was it was actually it was written by um, Tim Hurley. Hurley. Early. I'm not exactly sure how his name is pronounced. He was a writer on Saturday Night Live, and he plays a cameo in the film. Um, he plays the bartender when Adam Sandler is is drinking at the bar. But we've probably we've probably seen this movie a hundred times. Um, Steve Buscemi is hilarious. Yeah. As as. He ends up being a wedding singer, doesn't he? He ends up becoming a wedding singer. <laughs> I don't know. How I think that was uh, Ralph and I talked about this. Uh, I think it was on one of our shows. Uh, I love that movie because I was think that movie it, strange. Uh, and oh, I, I, that I, was a uh, stream. I'm, 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 I'm like you, Wojo. I'm hit or miss with Adam Sandler. I think this was probably that's his, his best. most real character. I, yeah. of exactly. All the characters he plays. Yeah, honestly, that's what I like only. About it. It's the only Adam Sandler movie I like is Wedding Singer. I can't, oh really? I, I don't like his no. comedy. I don't yeah. like. I know everybody loves the Happy Gilmore, and uh, I just I don't know. He just seems too stupid. But that one, I just felt like had heart, <laughs> yeah. and no, and half of that was a little too much sometimes. Well, to, half of that is bringing Drew Barrymore in as his paramour, and yeah. she's just yeah. she just yeah. That was that comedy. Same thing she did. For, God, how many movies have those two been in together? Well, same yeah. thing she did with Jimmy Fallon and Fever Pitch. Jimmy Fallon can barely act, but you throw Drew Barrymore next to him, and it's like, oh, you know, that's yeah, okay. she's amazing. She's so. She, it's just I love this film. I love all the '80s stuff, even though they got some of it wrong. But that's okay. Billy um, Idol, Billy Idol, rocked in that. Billy Boy. Idol, who I know, Billy Idol, who's in the movie. And, <laughs> Billy um, Idol gets it. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, my problem with Adam Sandler is he's got this like Jerry Lewisitis. You know, after Jerry Lewis did like um, Nutty Professor. He started being more and more like this buddy love and viewed himself as like a ladies man. And if you look at a lot of the late features before he went to Netflix, he was always this guy that women just loved Adam Sandler. And it's like, really? You're not that guy. You know, Listen, I worked uh, failing of a lot have of you seen movies <laughs> because that's usually what happens. You yeah. know, you can have the goofiest guy and he will get the hottest chick. But you have a woman who doesn't look like a model and isn't 30 years younger than the leading man. And, you know, yeah, yeah, this is very historic. Like, even Doesn't like Bob Hope, you could see him getting Phyllis Stiller, but not Brick at Eklund or something. You he know? tried Punch Drunk Love, right? He tried to go serious with that one. I think he did a good job. I didn't see the whole thing. I he was very it. good. That's, in the, that's an incredible diamond, movie. I didn't yeah. like movie. And I didn't see the last one oh, he did. Where he plays the, was disturbing. Oh, it was really disturbing. Yeah, I, that was a little. But I'll tell you this. I used to work the stadium. I used to work the Redskins, sta- the, the former Redskins, the Washington football team. And I'd work on the, the visitor side. And Adam Sandler came one day to walk around the place. And people went apeshit when they saw Adam Sandler. This had been 10, 15 years ago. People just going crazy. So I, I he's got a say, good I, I really enjoyed him on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was great. I thought he was really good on Saturday Night Live. And, and of course, and when the, he, the and Hanukkah song. Is the yeah. Hanukkah song. I like and, Canteen Boy. Red hooded sweat, <laughs> you know. Um, and when he and Chris Farley and David Spade would do the girls who worked at the Gap, yeah. <laughs> cinch it, just cinch it. I mean, that was that was great. 
But and he makes a ton of money on these films. He made that deal with Netflix. Well, his films are all hits. I mean, they're popular. I know, but that, like, the well, ridiculous six was the, just... His company produces the Goldbergs. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there it's you produced go. by Happy Madison Productions. Oh, uh, so, yeah, that's true. You know, so his production company yeah. has a whole string of hits. Smart and he's guy. A he was a roommate to somebody way back in the day, and he talked... I, I don't know which one of the guys. Did you throw him out of your house, um, Ralph? Because no, he would have uh, you know, the new running joke here every week. We wanted, I was working replay, so we wanted to look inside the replay thing. I wouldn't let him, but that's. You know, oh, is that what they're calling it now? Oh, by the way, Ralph, looking inside the replay. Pelicanos has a new series that's shooting in Baltimore about the Gun Trace Squad. I know. So he'll be guy, nice. Well, no. Oh, is that the one you bought the book? Yeah, it's, it's actually great. <laughs> I anyone you, you want to talk met Josh Charles if you hadn't thrown him out of your house. Maybe, maybe. Uh he's <laughs> yeah. from Maryland as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, wait, anything wait, else? Wait. Anything else before we move on about the wedding singer? Well, we gotta say something about Josh Charles. Tread I carefully, Sean. Out three times in slow pitch softball in the same game. He struck out three times with me pitching. Slow pitch, pitch softball? Yeah. Okay. Who cares? I'm gonna finish what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> no, this is a Josh. This is a Josh Charles story that lives forever. Um, wow. Yeah, I can see why it's eternal. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I live, that story will go on. That's well, a real slow pitch of a story. Yeah. Well, Joe. I, I love this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, I, I really review. do. I, I, think I love that last scene on of... the airplane. It always gives me chills when he's singing. I know. I and her reaction to it is just great. Uh-huh. Love it. Again, and, and I love true. how he he nails the character of Robbie. Yeah. You don't see see sometimes when I see Adam Sandler's in He's movies, I see Adam Sandler. I yeah. don't see the character. And here, I saw his. You know, I know it's him, but I saw the character. And you know what I like? I like um, the short bit when um, John Lovitz is in there. Yeah, yeah. And he's having a breakdown, and he goes. He's losing his mind, <laughs> and I'm reaping all the. Well, you know, it's funny because Adam, he was trying to every once in a while his Adam Sandlerness would come out. Yes, he'd do a little uh-huh. the shouting thing he would do or something. Well, the he, guitar thing he did when he wrote that song. Yeah, and he so, starts swearing. They, they pulled him smartly. They pulled him back. I don't know who directed. Was it Dugan who directed you, that one? You was it Dugan? Um, Dugan directs all this stuff. Dennis, Dennis Dugan directed Dennis Happy Dugan. Gilmore. I don't think he directed Wedding Singer. Frank Karachi. Yeah. Now I love this. His buddy. There's a buddy he has. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. the, the limo name. driver. Who does? Who yeah. did? Yeah. Have you seen Grandma's Boy? You can boy? do it. Grandma's Boy, the guy who lives with a monkey. Um, Alan Covert is the guy's name. He plays Sammy in okay. um the Wedding Singer. He's in a movie. He's called, in. He's in everything. He's in a movie called Grandma's Boy that just is a riot. It's so stupid. It's funny. He's his caddy in Happy Gilmore, too. Okay. Well, anyway, that guy. You see Grandma's yeah. boy. He's in every one of his movies. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Time to move on? Fun Good. fact, when it was oh, out on VHS at the end of the movie, um, they had three karaoke things, like oh, sing along with nice. the wedding singer. Did but you guys do it? DVD. Did, did yeah. you do it? The original DVD had that. Did that you sing good. with it? <laughs> Although when he does Love Stinks, we can sing, oh, we yeah. can sing along. A lot With of good the nerd music. table. A lot of good music in there. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. That's it. Uh, Drew, what do you got? Well, when we said SNL alumni, I said, all right, what can I think of? And I immediately wrote down 30 things. But I didn't put them on wheel. <laughs> and... For me, the, the the best one was a television show, but Ralph informed me that this is a movie podcast, so I said I will <laughs> respect that, even though what SNL Ralph is... slapped your hand. Yeah, it was, Ralph it was pretty criticized. Drew, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was very gentle. I'm sure it's the only way I'll get better. He was very kind with him, even though Saturday Night Live is a television show. Um, so what I like is that there's a lot of people that have come out of that show that are actually really good actors outside of just comedy. Uh, including mm-hmm. Molly Shannon, who um, has been in a lot of great movies. Uh, I was maybe going to do Year of the Dog, which is her and John C. Riley, written by uh, Mike White. But then I said there's a more recent movie with Molly Shannon that I thought was <laughs> worth bringing to the... Don't do it. <laughs> I know what you... <laughs> are you, are you... Do you think I'm talking about Promising Young Woman? That's, that's what I thought. No? <laughs> no, I, I am. But that's not the movie I brought. <laughs> it was canon. So I... Um, <laughs> I actually surprised myself a little. Uh, I don't think anybody from SNL is in Tenet, and if they were, they probably inverted and got themselves out of the movie before it came out. Um, I said, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an Adam Sandler movie, uh, not Punch Drunk Love, even though that is my favorite of his performances, and uh, I think that's a great movie, and it's by Paul W S Anderson. Just kidding, Paul Anderson, not the director of Mortal Kombat, the other one. Uh, most of his movies are three hours, um, and Punch Drunk Love is ninety minutes, and it's a great romance and really crazy and intense, and on the same wavelength of uh, the Uncut Gems performance, which he's also very good on, even though that movie is not for everybody. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I went with uh, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, which was his uh, the hairdresser? Israeli uh, commando wants to become a hairdresser. Who women just love. And I thought I would just get in touch with my own inner Israeli. So, listen, I want to talk about You Don't Mess with the Zohan. It's very funny. There's a good Hebrew language. There's a lot of sex with older women. I like to think that uh, Lenny Kazan is the same character that she is in my favorite year, but she's <laughs> just older. Um, I think, um, you know, th- it's funny because that movie was a big hit in Israel, even though it's very cartoonish. Uh, and people have accused that movie of being um, discriminatory or stereotyping, which it, it is stereotyping, both uh, Israelis and Jews and Arabs and Muslims. And it, it that's all true, but it's not, not wrong sake. because it's done. It's done. It's done uh, from a, a place of affection for everybody as as a person, which is really out of fashion these days uh, as far as any kind of take on the Middle East. And uh, it's funny because. Uh, Zohan is not a real name. Uh, the guy's, the character's name is Zohan Dvir, and, uh, the guy is based on a true story of a real Israeli commando who came to the United States and became a hairdresser. And I like that, uh, Adam Sandler, <laughs> it's true. Adam Sandler spent two weeks training with this Israeli commando, not to be an Israeli commando, but to learn how to cut hair realistically on camera. <laughs> this is true. And, uh, he was going to, um, he was going to, uh, call the character Zohar, which is a real Hebrew name. But then it turns out that um, they were afraid that if they called him Zohar Dvir, that a lot of people in Israel might actually be named Zohar Dvir, so they would get sued. Uh, so they changed it to Zohan, which reminds me of a very personal connection that I have to this um, movie. Uh, in Judaism, I don't know if you guys know I'm Jewish. Uh, you get... Um, I know. I, I hide it. I uh, you get a you get a Hebrew name, like a confirmation name Swedish. type of thing. Yeah, I get that a lot too from the dark Scandinavian <laughs> part of Judaism. But um, my Hebrew name is Chano Baruch, uh, which just sounds like chuching to people who don't speak Hebrew. <laughs> Unfortunately, my Hebrew name when I tell people because you have to give people your Hebrew name at different times in Hebrew school or different ceremonies at the synagogue, that sort of thing. I would tell people. My name is Chano Baruch. And they would go, Chana? That's a girl's name. And I would say, no, it's it's Chano. And they would go, Chanoch, which is an actual name. And then I would say, no, Chano. And they would go, Chana, it's a girl's name. <laughs> well, I found out much more recently than I would have liked that my Hebrew name is uh, written on a certificate that they got at, uh, they give it to you when your child is named. This is what you do at the bris. So I'm eight days old. I get mutilated. I drink wine. And I get a Hebrew name. And my Hebrew name is a typo. It's not a real name. It's literally missing the last letter. So it's probably supposed to be Chanoch. So I, I like the idea that Zohar, uh, Zohan is as, is as Israeli as it gets. I think it's very funny. It was a big hit in Israel. But that's also not a real name. And I'll also say that um, this movie has so many music licenses. It might be the 18th most licensed um a uh, number of, of movie of music in a movie, and a lot of it is Israeli movie, Israeli music, especially some Israeli hip hop by a group called Hadag Machash, which is really good. So I think it's pretty underrated. A lot of people that like Adam Sandler and like Adam Sandler movies, they go, "Oh, I haven't seen that one," and I think you should. It's really funny. Yeah. Never seen it. Not, See, I that know just about happened. It. Never saw it. How has got what, a girl's happened? name? <laughs> no, I, I wish I've got a no name. It'd be like, "What's your name? My name is Andra." <laughs> wow this movie brought up a lot of painful memories of a lot of pain it wasn't memories. it wasn't painful it was just really jewish which i guess is kind of <laughs> Man. that's not the same so thing what was your name uh, supposed to is. mean what was the meaning behind your name yeah i don't know 
My last, the last, yeah. the second Debbie name always is Baruch, to dig which deep, means blessed, but I don't remember. We're just remember. about to get off that cliff, and Deb brings us right back. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. All right, Deb. All right uh, uh, John. John. I struggle with this, I got to tell you, yeah, because uh, so when you brought it up, movies that came to my mind right away was Happy Gilmore, because I'm a golfer, and every time it comes on, I watch it. And then um, Austin Powers. Right. And Wayne's World. Those right. were the oh, three Shrek. that popped in. Oh, Shrek. I didn't even think of Shrek. Yeah. Well, it's just, it never stops. But, yeah. but the movie I picked, um, for a lot of reasons was 1980s Blues Brothers. Because for me, Saturday Night Live was that original cast of the uh, 70s and early 80s. I was actually in a Blues Brothers band. And I played the Belushi part and, uh, and a lot of the meetings I do and stuff, people come up at the end because they're kind of funny. And they always say, you remind me of John Belushi. They say that all the time. But this movie meant a lot to me, um, because I love Belushi. I thought uh, him and Aykroyd were great together. The music is fantastic in it. All the performers in it. Um, actually, if you think about the time frame of it, Aretha Franklin, James Brown, they had a resurgence after this movie came out. Based on the John soundtrack. Lee Hooker. John Lee, yeah, absolutely. Because most people yeah, never heard of these out. guys. And and Belushi and Ackroyd were huge blues fans. And this whole thing came about because a musical act dropped out and they let those guys uh do the Blues Brothers on the show, with Paul Schaefer being the band leader. Uh he was the musical uh arranger for them. He couldn't be in the movie because Saturday Night Live wouldn't let him out. Uh but I love this movie. It's it's funny. And one memory I have of it, um, uh, Tom Schneider's show. Remember that late night show he used to Tomorrow have? Tomorrow or tonight or? Uh, tonight. Show. I think it was tonight with, uh, Tom Schneider. Uh, John the Landis. where his head filled the whole, filled the whole yes. frame. John Landis was on it. John Landis was on it and said, if you remember the scene in the church, Belushi does all these, uh, somersaults, like, like, you know, like a gymnast would do. And John Landis swore up and down that was really John Belushi who did it. And I remember being so impressed. And then you read like, a couple of years later, he completely lied. The only thing was <laughs> when, he, when he landed, that was John Belushi. I mean, John Belushi was athletic, but he couldn't do anything like that. I heard I Sean does this. those. Sean, I love do this movie. Uh, I, I love the music. It brings back a lot of fond memories for me. <laughs> we had a huge uh, Blues Brothers band as big as that one. Uh, so for me, uh, and again, I like the original cast. To me, that's Saturday Night Live. So that's why I picked that one. Yeah, that's it. You know, I I just listened to a uh, John Landis podcast about the man. It might have been the 30th anniversary of that film. I forget. He had some great stories. And really, Belushi and Aykroyd, it was all about getting people to recognize the black artists that they were, yeah. the blues artists. Yeah, it was. They really had a love, a deep, deep love for those guys. And, uh, well, and that, that soundtrack was there were great stories about James Brown coming in and, and shooting the scenes. Well, that, that was the movie. John, uh, John Belushi left the shoot went to somebody's house, knocked on the door, said, do you mind if I have a sandwich? They made him a sandwich, and then he went to sleep on their couch, just to some stranger where they were filming, and they couldn't find him anywhere. And Landis ended up finding him. So you hear all those stories on the, on the DVD. There's a great documentary on the movie. Yeah. They crashed more cars than any movie in history at that time, uh, all the police cars. And, and even in Daly Plaza, they really got to drive the car through that building that the, the city let them do it. It was crazy that they let wow. them do it. And all, all the uh, cameos in it, John Candy, Carrie Fisher. I mean, there were so many great Steven cameos Spielberg. in it, too. Uh, St- uh, Steven Spielberg, that's right. Kathleen Freeman is the nun, the penguin. Yeah. Whack, whack, whack. Right. So I love that movie. So anyway, yeah, that's good, what I good, That's a good you know, I was hard. that movie, too. But what's really odd is, as you probably remember since you saw it at the time, it was really considered a flop. It was not yeah. critically flavored. No. Now it's considered a cult yeah. film. Yeah. But my friends and I, there were about five films that we quoted endlessly, and that was one of the films. We're on a mission from God. Got a half a pack of cigarettes, a a half a tank of gas or something. It's dark out. We're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, John, do your best uh, eyebrow from John Bellucci. <laughs> I can't do the other one though. Do the one on the ladder when he's looking at the ladies in Animal House. That's the one. <laughs> That's Animal House. Yeah, right. uh, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny, but I when I when we had this category, I thought 
either John or Ralph is going to pick Blues Brothers. I don't know why. I don't know why that popped into my head, but I thought he's psychic. It's a side. It's game. funny. I, I, I was really considering Blues Brothers as well. I, I thought originally. I was not. Well, I'll let Sean and Debbie go. Originally, I was going to go with the OG, but uh, I completely forgot about Animal House. That's the thing. There's so many. Yeah. I mean, I, we could have done Tropic Thunder, right? Because we're yeah. Dowdy yeah. Juniors and that. It's just it goes on and on. Uh, any more, John? Is that it? No, that's it. I, that's, right. uh, that was my pick. Sean and Debbie. Well, I was going to go with the original OG, Animal House. Yeah. But I really think that was a very important film and a changing of taste of comedy when it came out that really left a huge wake. So I really don't think it should be wasted on a um, round. Uh, but I do have a question. Did, did, did Belushi do that film before any of Chevy Chase's films? That's what I'm trying to. That's what I was going to look up. No. But that uh, Chevy Chase's first play. Oh. Chevy Chase did foul play. Uh, Belushi did Animal oh, House. Foul play was that. 77. Animal yeah. House was 78. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But then it I was, was one. Then I was thinking I was going to do a, um, I'm going to go with a Bill Murray film. And, you know, I liked all of his films. I, you know, that up into, uh, you know, even his slight role in Meatballs was hilarious. It just yeah. doesn't matter. And then, um, he was, he, you know, Caddyshack is a great film because it has Bill Murray and, uh, sure. Chevy Chase. But then I, was go, then I was going to go with Stripes, which is a fascinating oh, story. God. Stripes. That was originally. The first half of that movie is awesome. The first half is great. The second <laughs> half, they had good drugs. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it was originally supposed to be a Cheech and Chong movie. And Cheech and, and it didn't work out. Oh, I didn't know that. Hurry in at the last I could second. see that. And so I decided to go with what I think maybe the best movie by any member of the cast in Saturday Night Live. Which was um, Groundhog Day, which I believe yeah, is the yeah. best film in the '90s. Yeah, and it's we've a, seen that a million it's times. It's a magnificent film. It's been duplicated and ripped off so many ah, times. I get it. I get it. Duplicated. And also, also, <laughs> it's a great screenwriter story because the guy who wrote it, Danny Rubin, you know, he writes this great script. Everyone gets excited, and it, and then he's like kicked off the project, and the stu- and it languished for years. Because the studio wanted an explanation. They called it the gypsy curse problem. You know, to why he goes into this repeated day. And the screenwriter has been, was kicked off for years. And then finally he gets a call from Bill Murray and he says, Hey, you know what next Tuesday is? He's like, what? He goes, it's Groundhog's Day. Let's go to Puxatani. Have you ever been there? Let's go and, let's go and watch it. <laughs> and so it's, it's a rare circumstance after a number of A-list writers have been brought on to fix the script that essentially they went back to the original script with some stuff by um, Harold Ramis in it, too. And I really think it's the best film of the 1990s. Hmm. I think it's hilarious. Best it's comedy hilarious. or best film in general? Yes, best film in general. Oh, movie. wow. Because not only is it hilarious, it's really a good dramatic performance by Murray, too. And um, it's just really inventive. So um, I definitely, in the... Um, even William Goldman, who is my idol of screenwriters, thought that it was the best film that came out the year it came out. I think he said it might have been that one of the best films of the nineties too. Oh wow! So I am all about the Groundhog Day. And you kind of felt like he he was uh, like Adam Sandler. I think Bill Murray. A lot of times you see a Bill Murray movie and you see Bill Murray Bill in Murray. the role. Yeah. And in that yeah. one, he really played a, a, a little more in depth character. I mean, you could sense his frustration as he kept looping through it every day. Yeah. And he realized this wasn't going to stop. You kind of felt that. So, yeah, I thought it was one of his better performances for sure. Maybe he tried that, that yeah. Razor's, Razor's Edge. Film. Edge. Yeah. Razor's yes, Edge, right? I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to choose Razor's Edge, but I don't remember all of it. It was bad. I, I remember bad. that he was a great actor, you know, a dramatic actor. He only got that. that he, he took on a role. I can't remember which one it was, but he would only say yes to the role if they made the Razor's Edge. I think no Ghostbusters too. Okay, that that is what it was. Oh. You're right, exactly. Because was, no 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 studio is going to put Bill Murray in the Razor's Edge, and that's the only way they let him do Ghostbusters too. And he kind of walked through Ghostbusters too. Yeah, it was really. You ever see uh, Mad Dog and Glory? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he, played a, he played excellent. a uh, he was excellent yeah, he, a gangster. Yeah, he played a gangster. Yeah. He was good. I'll tell you, I'm the point, quite menacing. I'm the purveyor of all your dreams. What's that? Small change. Did you see where he's a bank robber and small change? Uh, uh, small change. No, there. with Gina Davis? Yeah. Quick and change. Andy Quaid. Quick, quick change. change. Quick try, quick change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was funny. That was a funny movie. Yeah. I thought that was that was yeah. very good too. 
little little talked about today. Good pick. Hmm. All right, Debbie. Okay, I picked Will Ferrell in um, uh, Anchorman. <laughs> Anchorman. <laughs> good, good one. This film because yeah. it was a time, you know, and it just it was so disingenuous of you know Will Ferrell. You just you gotta love that film because it's just so how it was, you know, with those guys, you know, they were the shiznick, you know, if they were on TV, wow. Especially in Los Angeles, San Diego, San Diego. Oh yeah. San Diego. Stay classy. (laughs) Stay classy. (laughs) Stay classy. Oh my gosh. The cast is, the cast is great. Yeah. Was that the start of like Paul Rudd, and yeah. the improvising because this was knocked up after this one. Knocked up was I think after. Knocked up was yeah. after this. After. Yeah, because that's I think that's the first time I recognized or I like really got into um, uh, Paul Rudd playing that the, the snake with the with the <laughs> all the colognes and all the sex panther. sex panther, sex panther, <laughs> yeah. But that you know that's a he's and she's sixty percent of the time it works every time. And Christina yeah. Applegate working with yeah. with Will Ferrell. I mean they just really. Jack Black is in that. He has a little cameo on the bridge where he kicks the dog. Yeah. He's the oh, one who yeah. kicks the dog off the bridge. <laughs> I love oh, the plus, rival news team. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, with, oh, with Tim Robbins and, uh, and, and Ben Stiller. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't think I've seen that movie. Policia! Yeah. Policia! <laughs> where does that movie take place? Where is it set? San Diego. San Diego. That's Spanish for a whale's vagina. Whale's vagina. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that's right. Well, nobody knows what it means. Nobody really knows what it means. But that scene when they when they start singing, gonna find my baby, gonna hold that scene is incredible. And that all that Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve Corral, Corral too. Yeah. Didn't that Corral. get him Bruce Almighty Brick, Brick or whatever? Tannen. Brick Tannen. Yeah. yeah, with the intelligence yeah. of forty, um, of you know, a um, intelligence of twenty or something. Yes, I killed the guy <laughs> with, man, with a trident. <laughs> Yeah, Brick killed a guy. Like, yeah, where did you get the trident? That escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, a great I, pick, Deb. There's a lot of people who can't stand Will Ferrell, and I don't understand it. I don't get it because the he's last so... couple films have not been good, though. I know, but, but still, I don't like all movies. his stuff. He's like Adam Sandler. Here I used to see him. He used to go on the talk shows, and he would always he he'd bring out a drum set. And he'd say, you know, I'm working with the youth and I'm teaching this kid how to play drums, right? And he'd bring this little kid out and the kid would start playing the drums and screwing up and he would just lose his shit. He would start <laughs> screaming at the kid and doing his Will Ferrell thing. And then it, that was before Saturday Night Live. Then he gets on there and, you know, now it's just... Well, yeah, did you, you ever guys see ever when seen they the actually let him... Uh, oh, uh, my Pearl God. Have you seen yeah. The Landlord? Oh, and Funny or Die? Oh, yeah. my God. You have to see The Landlord. It's... Yeah. Hilarious! It was funny or funny or die.com. It's probably still on there. Yeah, it's oh, still I'm on. Sure, oh, it was that's a classic. It's awesome. But it's got um, what's his name? McKay. McKay. Adam McKay. Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. His daughter, when she was like eighteen months old. Yeah. And she's the landlord. Dropping f bombs. <laughs> and they do this like skip back and forth. So they got her to say all this stuff. It is hilarious. He's we- like, Faye, come on. You can't kick me out. I got three jobs. I'm trying my best. To-. And she's like, I want my money. <laughs> and, and then she goes, hit the bricks. <laughs> it's just- the kids so are he's uh, like old school and all that stuff. Yeah, just he's, I, I think he's great. I can't, well, you know what that? I like about like uh, his stuff, like uh, anchorman at the end, they show the outtakes. Because yeah. he does, you know, 30 takes of one line and changes the line every time. Like when he called her a whore or something at the anchor yeah. desk, they show six different things he said to her. <laughs> it was really, I mean, it's so funny. So you can imagine what a fun shoot that must be with all those yeah. guys improvising. And you could Fred go- Willard was on it too, yeah. Yeah. And you could always interview Fred Wait, Willard. Has anyone ever worked with Fred <laughs> Willard? Anybody? I don't know. <laughs> Deb, what were you going to say? <laughs> going to say uh will ferrell if you ever want to go down a rabbit hole with him and see him in his character of the anchor man it's hilarious there's like so many clips of him going to australia and actually being uh yeah, he goes around a lot and does he didn't he did real news broadcast they let him on yeah. to yes. read the news as his character <laughs> yeah. and then he oh went to some very gosh. high some school of journalism school. It was Ron Burgundy. They were naming the school after him and for some, one day, for one hour. And seriously, somebody said, 
I hardly think that this university needs to give an award to a comedian playing a role. Yeah, it's like, get that uh, person out of here. And oh my gosh. <laughs> and Ron, Ron uh, Burgundy says, I agree with you. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what, Will Ferrell movie? I Every time it's on, I'll wind up watching Elf. it. Step Brothers. Oh. oh, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just, <laughs> I, I know it's ridiculous. I know it's. No, that's support. a killer. That's I a know great. It's, oh, my God. But when they, when they, mom, dad, can we make bunk beds? <laughs> Well, you see, in the wedding singer, his one little scene in the wedding singer, he was awesome. I almost nunchucked your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Where's the meatloaf? The stepbrother outtakes. Those two guys were having a ball. All the t-shirts they're wearing, just the way they could just, you know. You're not first, you're last. Mary Steenburgen and and Jenkins, Richard Jenkins. They don't know what the hell's going on. And they do it so straight. You know, they they do their characters so straight that, you know, it would be obviously it would be normal that they would have a 45 year old son living at home and they both would. You know, and that's a good poll. Will Farrell, Good one. Good, good one, one, Deb. Thank you. All right. Well, my turn. Ralphie. I, I had a I was flooded. Boy. I was flooded. Boy. I, OK, so I immediately was going to go to Animal House because to me, that's the OG. It started everything. I was I saw Animal House right before I was going to go to school, so to me that was the big. And we did toga parties at school. <laughs> is toga, that toga. That that uh, is that, this is that line. This time? is going to be great. We all did that. I seem line. to remember oh, being Flounder. in grade school. Flounder said that. Flounder, the other one. Hey, you oh, fucked boy. up. You trusted us. You screwed up. You trusted us. <laughs> or whatever. But then I was going to go to my all-time favorite uh, SNL thing was McGruber. I just. I, <laughs> MacGruber to me is a classic, and 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 Will Will Forte, Will Forte just kills it. Yeah, and if you see that movie, it's everybody's having a ball in that movie too. And and Will Forte, I was watching a podcast with him. He only made twelve thousand dollars on that film. What? You're kidding he me. He sunk all his money into the film. His mother, his mother was at the shoot. I don't know if you have you guys all seen the film. <clears throat> No, I haven't seen it. Oh my well, god! At one point, he gets naked and sticks a piece of celery up his butt to distract these guys, <laughs> and that's the one day his mother came down to watch the shit. <laughs> uh, it's it's so much fun, and, and Val Kilmer's in there playing a like, bad on guy. This, and, you and, spend your and money. Kunst, and I think Carver's booth. It might have been his last film, and he's in there with Ryan Felipe, and and and. Um, Who's the woman from Saturday Night Live? Uh, you know, the one Kristen Wiig. The one plays his girlfriend. Yeah. You know, he, it was all the skits he did on Saturday Night Live, those McGruber. Right. You know, McGruber, you got 30 seconds. Let's go. Anyway, but that's not what I picked. Oh. I went. I did a, <laughs> no. So we could Uh-oh. spend a half an hour on what we didn't pick? I did a deep dive, and I went with. Oh, no. Dogma. Dogma. Okay. Kevin Smith's Dogma. Love that movie. Uh, 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 with Chris Rock. Chris Rock plays uh, a dead guy named. Right. Oh, I was going to say, what's the connection, everybody? That's right. a connection. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a strange, wonderful film about yeah, Catholicism. I think Kevin Wright was working out some some things Kevin going Smith. on. Kevin Smith was working out some things going on in his life. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Linda Ferentino plays Jesus Christ's great 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 niece or something selma hayek's in there jason lee is a as a devil or a you know some kind of demon says god yeah <laughs> alice, alice yeah uh, alan rickman plays another angel who has no no uh, right. penis or anything he looks like a ken doll uh it's just a fascinating <laughs> film about catholicism and kevin smith working out and then when it came out it came out in 1999 yeah uh and i think it got uh mixed reviews a lot of people were very upset about it because they thought it was blasphemous. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I think if you weren't Catholic, you would miss half the gags in it. I did. Yeah. Probably. Very- probably. There's a lot of stuff. Go- they have a giant poop monster. I think part of the problem is... And explain it all. There was a lot of poop humor in there. They actually had it's a poop a monster that was flinging poop at them. Um, but it had That's Jane Silent Bob in there. If you're Catholic, it, it was... If you were anyway, Catholic, uh, um, Matt Damon I preferred, and Ben I prefer the poop monster and weird science person. It starts with... Um, um, is this the one where Jay and Silent Bob get religion? Yeah. Uh, and somebody goes, know is, uh, wait a minute, are you reading the Bible? George Carlin. It's yeah. the holy fucking Bible. Right. You know? And Jay starts hitting on God. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay <laughs> uh, uh, George Carlin's opening up a new church in New Jersey, and they're trying to make Catholic 
Catholicism fun, so more people will go. And Matt Damon and Ben Affleck play these two angels that were shunned out of heaven. And if they can, if they can get back through the doorway of this church, they can go back into heaven, but the whole world would get destroyed, but they would get back to heaven. And it's there and it's pretty, it's pretty raunchy. There's a lot of F bombs. There's a lot of violence in it. Um, they're avenging angels. So they're shooting people that have sinned. That's a movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I like, I've never seen, this is going to be, I've never seen clerks or mall rats. <gasps> I know. I know. What? I, I just find them. Uh, but I, there's something about Jane Silent Bob, those, those, the characters they do. I just, I just really enjoy. And Catholicism to me is fascinating <laughs> as a lapsed Catholic that, that, to, to, you know, cause I can understand some of what's going on, but not all of it. It's pretty heavy. Um, and I just found it a very fascinating film. And uh, that was a deep dive because there's so many in this category that I is mean, it you a used- comedy? yes, it's a comedy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's got some, it's got some draw. You've never seen it, Debbie? No. I'm no. going to watch it, though. You should take it a look. Not right before I married her. She would yeah, I'd it. be fascinated to see your take <laughs> on this film, actually, because uh, Maybe he's, she'll bring it. he's very serious about his Catholicism. There's no joke. Yeah. He's not joking around. He's, you know, he's into it. Uh, but he takes a comedic approach at some of the stuff going on. And, um, and I just I thought it was interesting. Do you think uh, God would think it would be funny? I don't know what yeah. kind of sense of humor does God have. She's got a great sense better. of humor. She, yeah, look, she's she better. Gave me. As far as that, come on. It's God. You know. I'm, I'm sure if there is a God, he was laughing. They, they were probably laughing their ass off. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but I love Linda Ferentino, so I'm just, she's, she's great. George Carlin's in there. I just wonder what day God created dogma, and could he have rested on that day instead? Well, no, sorry, that's a you'll have to watch the film and that's let me know. Final tap. Thank no, you, I Rob. Really, I really enjoyed Dogma. I really enjoyed it. But I kept it. There were so many Catholic in jokes. I was just sitting there saying, you know, if you're not Catholic, you're going to miss half the. Well, game. you had to know, right? I mean, you had to know who the avenging angels are. Everybody was named. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel's in there. Uh, the two angels are uh, uh, Loki and uh, Barbara. I can't. Even, I don't even. Barnaby. Know. Barnaby. Barnaby and Loki. Uh, all based in, you know, the New Testament and the Old Testament. It's all in there. And John, and he, have you seen this movie? Yeah. Did you like it, John? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, yeah, I liked it. I mean, because I like Kevin Smith, but it's it's not, I mean, it's not real pro-religion. Yeah. No, so it's not. That was yeah. the problem with it. Why is it not pro-religion? I mean, he's, it's he's not. They're mocking it. They're I don't think they're mocking. I don't think he's mocking because he's Catholic. I don't think he's mocking. I don't think he was mocking. Okay. Well, you're right. I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> okay. I'm, no, no, I changed my mind. I'm just saying. Response. I, I well, mean, he that was the, what he was mocking. That was the knock <laughs> on that movie when it came out that uh, people were offended by some of the stuff. I like Kevin Smith's stuff. That isn't one of my favorites, but I, I like his stuff. I, the whole Jay and Silent Bob movies, I like them. Yeah, uh, I like Mall. I love Mallrats. Mallrats is one of my favorite movies. Listen, I love my that. feeling really, that's movies, the only one I don't like. Yeah, I love that movie. Religious movies that come out are always the Catholic Church can't stand like like the Last Temptation of Christ. They, you know, it's always the Catholic movies that that bring up all the big eyes. Last man. Temptation of Christ did. The, it was the highest grossing movie ever, and the Catholics flocked to it. They loved it. I don't think that's true. They did. I, I, think, abs- I think it had a lot oh, of. No, you, no, no, no. You're talking about the one William Defoe. Passion of Christ. You're talking about William Defoe's last The Last Temptation of Christ. I'm not talking about Mel Gibson's anti Jewish film. The Catholics flocked to that one for a very specific reason. They didn't flock to Last Temptation of Christ because they thought it was blasphemous. No, because they, they, right. And that book is fantastic. The so, book that the movie is based on. Yeah. Bible? So, no. It's, um, and it's actually, it's a little, if you've ever seen um, uh, the first Dan, Dan, uh, the, the. Dan Brown. Dan Brown film. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, da Vinci yeah. Code. Da Vinci Code. That's got the same premise where uh, she's a relative of Jesus was Christ. Such a, was such a ripoff of, um, there was a book by a guy named Hancock and he sued, but literally everything in this Dan Brown book was in Hancock's um, book, but Hancock took it seriously. Dan Brown used fiction. And that has the worst line Debbie ever heard in the movie, the Dan Brown thing. Which one? We got to get to a library, quick. Right. She's like, 
would ever say that. No one would ever say that. I would say that. <laughs> I would. There's a lot of dumb things that happen in that film. But anyway, but that's my, I picked a dog. There's so many. has the worst Tom Hanks hair ever. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Saturday Night Live, I just couldn't believe, as you start thinking about how that, that particular show has just spread its wings out in the culture. Yeah. And this kind of brought it up to me because, I, like I said, Tropic Thunder, Mystery Men with Janine Garofalo. You start going through all these films that all these oh, people have done. And it, it's just insane. You don't have enough time to talk about you can all go of through them. all the Eddie Murphy movies. I, I, you know what? I didn't even think of any trading. We did trading. Um, yeah. uh, Trading places. Spaces. Yeah, trading, trading places is another one. Oh, spaces, that's a spaces show on the phone. Spaces is a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I was thinking another of, uh, 48 hours. I was thinking of 48 yeah. hours. That's what I was Another 48 hours. Ugh, yeah. You get a movie and you see the character. Coming to America. Oh, yeah. Now, that Coming is key in a movie. Character Which one? Beverly Hills Cop. What is key? Three, four, five, six. The key is uh, character development. And these guys from Saturday Night Live have already situated themselves in these characters. So it's prone to come out in a movie and it's already there. So the public. Well, uh, that's what the, with that's the, uh, well, that's where MacGruber, MacGruber was a, was an, uh, you know, uh, Wayne's world was another. Wayne's world. Of they Wayne's could, world. Um, they uh, could carry Mike, that um, Myers. Mike Myers and, uh, um, Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey are doing, they're doing like an Uber Uber Eats ad yeah. or something now. Oh yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. And people get the character because. You know, they it was it was an important character. They, they revived Queen because because they played that song in the movie. We've got pictures around me here of somewhere of me playing as Wayne. No, as Garth. As, as Garth. Garth. He was, I was Garth. Say you're Garth. Oh, I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're they, they're they're spread Thank out in the co- it's it's you know it's well we haven't even talked about Rob Schneider and his uh, his. Um, Male whore movies that he did, or his male product. Deuce Bigelow is fine. Bigelow, male gigolo. You know, he was male whore. Deuce Bigelow, male whore. You know, he was in Judge ha- Dredd. It's snappy. It's got a ring to it. Schneider's in Judge Dredd. Schneider's in all of Adam Sandler's films. Uh, mm. And they're just all over the place. And Molly Shannon. You mentioned Molly Shannon. Another one. Uh, what was that movie where Joe? This I'm trying to think of the worst Saturday Night Live. Where like Joe Piscopo. They become and treat Williams. Dead oh, heat. The, yeah. Dead yeah, heat. Dead heat. Yeah. That may be the worst of the um, Saturday Night Live. That's now, pretty now bad. Here's the point about Joe Piscopo. You know, comedy and movies, great. Comedy and a politician, not so great. Yeah. He was so great as Frank Sinatra. Up. When he pumped up, yeah. he stopped being funny. Same and with the steroids. You know? Who? politicians and he was funny and johnny dangerously he was johnny yeah. dangerously was great yeah Bastards. debbie yeah joe piscopo wasn't the politician was he yeah are you thinking of al franken al franken and joe piscopo joe piscopo is still pretty funny yeah. joe piscopo is never a politician public office no but he's got some political uh, opinions yeah well I mean, they all do well who doesn't, uh, who doesn't? <laughs> well they do i mean he he's verbal about it. i don't think they're all we don't know like bill i don't have no idea about bill murray's politics or you know, Will Ferrell. You don't know his politics. Oh, I do. Him and Adam McKay. They're clear about their politics. Yeah. So, I mean, I got no problem with that. I mean, but yeah. not running for office. That's a whole different yeah. animal. Yeah, that's a whole different. Yeah. All right. Well, that was great. So Listen, let's, we could we go on. Let's have everyone put their worst Saturday Night Live. I'm going. I'm going with Dead Heat. You know, as the worst Saturday Night Live film. Superstar. Oh, Ladies, nice man. One. Is that Molly? Molly Shannon, Shannon and uh, Will Ferrell. Cat, Mary Kath. Cat. <laughs> Pat. It's Pat. Anything Chris Catan is in can't be any good. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't mind him. Well, that wasn't bad. I did. I okay, I'm wrong. The and Rob Schneider's the, the, the sequel to Deuce Bigelow was just horrible. Yeah, oh, I've got another thing, uh, another spinoff. So there was a guy on Saturday Night Live who wrote a fantastic book. Yeah, he wrote a great book of short stories. It was, I was unbelievable. Which- oh, we can't remember the name. I'm racking my brain. <laughs> I'm racking my brain really just think hard. about it. We'll cut out the thinking part. Think of it. It's just, the book is fantastic. Sounds great. If you, I mean, we could the remember who wrote it. Come up and there's like a, about 11 stories, short stories, and just beautifully written. So, you know, he made and- no money. 
but there and he was he was not very famous or in that show but he had this concept of going to heaven and in in the in the um in heaven there's frank sinatra and he sees his grandmother up there in heaven and um well his grandmother said when I'm going to see you in heaven. I'm going to make you a beautiful dinner. So he finally dies, and his grandmother keeps kind of ducking him. And then one day, he like goes over to his grandmother's house and have an uninvited and finds that she's blowing Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. If that's no, heaven. Next, next one, I just think it should have more impact if you knew who actually wrote yeah, it. That, <laughs> yeah. I know. I can't have no clue. Oh, oh, he was just—he's got a real thin face. Oh yeah, well, okay. Oh, that, yeah. Well, yeah. that yeah. narrows it down. Uh, uh, he's, got, he's got three. He's got initials. He's got initials in his name. It's like J.B. George R.R. Or... R. Martin. No, no. I know. You, I, <laughs> oh, I know exactly. You're I know who about. you're thinking. Brown. Brown. No, I, I know who you're thinking. He used to do. He would. A got? Whitney Brown. A Whitney Brown. Oh, okay. He was a writer. More. No, so. he was a writer. He would come on. No. Um. Debbie says no. That's right. Murphy Brown. Get off. A Whitney Brown. No, not him. All right, now it's time to spin the wheel for next week. We're going back to Yippie Kaye Classic, which means one of us brings a film that we all talk about. All right, so hang on. I gotta get a new headshot. Hey, oh, Deb. Yeah, do you spin up. a wheel for which oh, which so category, or is it just you bring whatever you want? No, she, no, no, we're not. No category. It's up to. This Debbie is old can, school, Brad. Debbie old can bring. Brad, yeah, this is a this, movie. This YKY Classic, Yippie Kaye Classic. You guys Our fans have been us. been I'll shouting you, for it. I'll tell you right now, I have it. Working Girl with Melanie. Oh, oh. Cody Griffith, Harrison okay. Ford. Good pick. Love that movie. I don't have to watch it. I'll open Old Tire Girl 2. <laughs> when that come out? 1980 what? Is that an 80 film? Something like that. Yeah, it's an 80s. 86. Early 80s, right? I guess 83, 84. Yeah, pretty early. That was when Melanie Griffith was in her. She, was, he, she had done uh, Something Wild and... She had her original face and everything. Yeah, she, she did. Uh, have her, got nominated yeah. for an Oscar for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 1988. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah. Harrison she was Ford. Great. Oh, it's got Joan Cusack. I yeah. love her. So, all right. Good choice. Yeah. You, you've been right, dying yeah. to do that one. So, have you good. seen this, Michelle? Yeah, I saw it a long time ago. Yeah. I think I did. I think I saw it a long time ago. I, I saw it. Guess what? I saw it in the movies. All right. So, next week, we're doing Working Girl. From Michelle's house. Okay, I can't wait. All of us at Michelle's house. <laughs> Don, you got to fly down here from sure. wherever you are. I don't know where Absolutely. you are. Again. We'll give you a location. Uh, everybody, please watch Movie Strange and watch Stream Quest. <laughs> what about the Q Brothers? And the Q. Oh, no. yeah, that's right. No, we don't do that anymore. Let's do it. We need nope. some more drama. I'm going to start going solo on that one. Cue oh. it up with me. Cue it up with, with the, with you going to put it out yourself? Cue it up with no, the it's Q in Brothers. the Red Productions, Ralph. So oh. you're still responsible. Wait, for so it. I got a I got a videotape. Hey, whatever. You don't want to be on it. You at least you can do it. <laughs> I just said want to be on it. You're oh, no, you just right. don't. Okay, it's all right. We all have our little uh, corners of the universe. Okay, what was all that? Right, everybody have a safe video week. I would like to keep up the tradition, even though COVID's we're kind of waning a little bit. Keep up the tradition of having a safe week. Everybody have a safe week. Yeah. Um, see you next week for Working Group.